Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. This is Truth Light. I sort of overspoke the Blog Talk Radio lady there, I think. Uh, okay, so we are again coming to you from the beautiful mountains of Flagstaff, Arizona. Um, sort of a beautiful oasis in Arizona, nothing like you would expect. And uh, anyway, so I am in my beautiful little cabin in the woods, and I am having my morning coffee with you. And this is how we like to do the show. We, me and all my angels. I don't know why it's always we when I'm the only one here other than my dogs. So uh, we are coming to you from just a beautiful little space, and I like to just have my morning coffee and share a little bit of conversation with you all. And and I know most of our listeners are via the uh, archives at the moment, and so I encourage you guys to... uh, Excuse me. Email your questions or comments to me here at Blog Talk, um, or you know, and go ahead and follow the show too. It's fun to see how many follows we can get. And uh, anyway, so you can also find me at mysticaltruth.com if you'd like to contact me through there. And so I'd love to hear what people have to say. We miss you because you're on the archives, listening in a lot of cases, and we don't want to have you left out. So ideas for shows, questions, comments, that kind of thing are always welcome. If you'd like to call in and speak with me today, it's 347-677-1443. And our topic today is, is possession real? So I am amazed at the number of people who think it's just in the movies and in the TV shows. And, oh, we can go ahead and watch that because it's just entertainment. Well, so we're going to talk about that today and see just how entertaining people who go through it might think it is. (laughs) Uh, This is something that I have specialized in for close to 30 years now. Well, 25, yeah, going on 30, as much as I am afraid to say that because that means I'm getting old. And uh, it is most definitely not just for the movies. There definitely is uh, an increasing amount of possession that goes on, and there are also varying levels. It's not just like out of the movies. It's not just... You know, suddenly somebody's possessed and they're doing these insane things. There are more subtle versions of being influenced by these beings um, that have passed on and have chosen not to move on. And uh, and these are we're talking about the not the not the ghosts who are just kind of wandering around and maybe they're hanging out waiting for somebody else to pass or they don't realize they've passed on. We're talking about um, spirits that are there really for whatever reason causing different. Problems and so there's a whole there's a whole another dimension going on out there that a lot of times we don't even realize is anything outside of the movies. But you know, in a lot of these cases, the movies peg it pretty well, and it's a little scary because what they're doing is actually feeding more energy to that to encourage more of it to come about. I don't know if they know that or not, but that's what's happening. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what possession is, the different various levels of it, how you can keep yourself from having that as an issue, and how to identify it when it's going on, because in a lot of cases we're blaming people for what's happening, and really it's an outside influence, uh, outside spirit or energy influencing them. And uh, and then we, you know, you also have to be held re- accountable. So even if there is an outside energy influencing you, where does that line come in that we're no longer responsible for what we do? So 
understanding this is actually very important because while we are raising in consciousness and while the world is becoming a beautiful, fabulous, wonderful place on one hand, the swing side to that is that, or the flip side to that is that it's also, uh, there's also a big influx of darkness, you know, and so there really is this dark and light kind of battle going on right now. And it's funny because I was never raised in a Christian church where we talked about, you know, I, I wasn't raised in a Christian church. I didn't do the Bible ever. And uh, But it's interesting when I talk to my friends who have gone through the Christian thing or who are Christian and we talk, a lot of the things we talk about are exactly the same. And so uh, there, there are a lot of truths to this. There is darkness out there that is trying to take over the light. And when walking in the light... Uh, sometimes we try to take over the darkness. And in fact, there is a balance. There is a natural balance. Where do you think the yin and yang symbol came from? There's a balance of dark and light that's necessary because we live in a world of duality. If we lived in a world that had no dark in it, we would not be in a world of duality. And so we wouldn't be learning the lessons that we learn when we have situations come up that that aren't necessarily pleasant. However, if we can keep that balance, then it does definitely assist, um, it assists us in, I'm sorry, I don't know if you guys can hear that. Holy moly, I, I have a smartphone that has decided it's going to take over the radio show. So she's conversing back and forth with me. Anyway, maybe she's possessed. I don't know. Maybe my phone. Sorcery, I say. My phone is possessed by dragon. Anyway, uh, so keeping that balance is what we really uh, are needing to do on this planet. Because if either side were to take over, it would defeat the purpose of being here and what this planet is all about. So as someone who has worked with uh, spirit, disembodied spirits, people call them, and possession cases, and even, you know, in Florida, there's, uh, I think people don't realize how much black magic there is around. And so part of what I worked with was undoing the black magic and and entity removal is what we call it. And uh, while I'm incredibly careful about who I work with now. It's really hard to get me to work with you with entity removal because I'd rather teach you how not to get in the situation to begin with. Um, but I do have almost 30 years of expertise in this subject. And and so I've learned a lot about why the balance needs to be there and exactly how predominant this issue is. It's much more common than people think although it's common in the various degrees. So, for instance, <clears throat> if you have someone, and we'll talk about who who gets hit the easiest, or the most easily, and uh, why, right? But, but to begin with, the varying degrees of what people would refer to as possession are pretty interesting because it can go anywhere from just suddenly, you know, the mood swings where somebody, you just they're very unpredictable, very unpredictable. Maybe they're fine one minute and then just, bam, they're angry and then they're sorrowful and then they're filled with anxiety and it's just this uh, constant shift or just somebody who can be cruising along and they're totally fine and then suddenly 
something happens, and there's usually a pattern to what happens to trigger the bad mood, and then suddenly they become enraged or they become whatever it is. And then there's, it's kind of fun to watch once you get used to it, although not so much if it's happening in your house and your family, but it's interesting at least to watch how an energy can move literally from one person to another. And I've even in my house, because I deal with this a lot of times, I I end up encountering it often because I deal with the people's stuff before they actually get to me. And so um, I've actually seen it where it goes from, you know, one of my sons to the other, to me, to our dog, to our cat, to the other son, to the... And you can actually watch this energy bounce back and forth because suddenly one everybody would be fine and then suddenly one person gets into this mood, whatever the mood may be. And it really is... It depends on where the spirit is, where the soul is, if they're enraged, if they're jealous, if they're prideful, if they're um, sorrowful, if they're whatever it is. And usually these moods go along with the concepts which we refer to as the seven deadly sins or the seven mortal sins. And uh, and we have a whole show about that. If you look in the archives, the seven sins in you, we talk about that. But that's actually the uh, each one of those concepts produces a particular kind of energy. And since these souls or spirits are energy, that's what they feed on. And so wherever they're stuck or wherever they reside, whether they reside in anger, they reside in pride, they reside in greed, lust, whatever it may be, that's the energy they're going to look to to feed off of. So if someone is particularly, uh, uh, they easily fall into greed, then these souls will kind of gravitate towards them and almost poke them with a stick, etherically, to get that greed emotion uh, or concept really fired up so that then that's the energy that they're producing on their energy field or their aura, and that's what these things sort of feed off of. Okay, and I can't even, I have to say, I'm a little surprised we're doing this show, but I go into meditation before the show and I ask spirit what they would like to talk about, and this is what they would like to talk about normally. I don't put all this out there for people, but I guess it's time. I guess it's time for people to understand. So here we are. We're doing this, and and we're going to know that you all can take it in the manner that it needs to be taken for the highest and greatest good. Use your powers for good, people. <laughs> so you can see an element of uh, whatever concept it is that that soul feeds off of, right? Actually bounce around the family or bounce around a group of people and it it sort of goes to one that, that it easily resonates with, that also has that concept and it tries to get them fired up. And then if that doesn't work, if they are able to pull themselves in and shift their mood like in my house my kids have been taught how to shift their mood pretty quickly so once they shift their mood then it goes to the next person and so you can actually see this energy move around from person to person to the pets to it's just kind of crazy and then finally they go away hopefully you know if we if we continue to shift our moods and they can't really get um they can't really stay with any energy um then they they kind of move on so as someone who works with the healing aspect of this, my goal is not necessarily to just shoo them away and have them move on to somebody else. It's to assist in helping them shift that state of consciousness that has them stuck in that state of anger, greed, lust, sorrow, whatever, sloth, whatever it is, um, and assist them in 
pulling in their angels and allowing those angels to to help with the healing process. And then if they choose to move on to another space, they at least have that choice to a space of healing and move on to the next step so that they're not stuck here in anger, whatever their concepts may be. So these souls are sort of just there. We we live very close. The dimensions are sort of collapsing upon one another at this point, and, and that's even science is now finally talking about that. And and so that's why more and more people are seeing and hearing things is because the dimensions are actually becoming the veil, as they speak of, the veil of energy is becoming thinner and thinner. And so as that veil thins, we're experiencing one another in these different dimensions much more closely. And so that's why there's been more of an influx of, you know, if you go to, say, uh, you go to a rally, the Tea Party things that were going on and, and the Occupy Wall Street and that kind of thing, anywhere where there's a big group of people, there's a lot of energy being generated because that's what we do. We're energy generators. That's just what we do as as people, energy beings in these human forms. Um, we generate energy, and that's why everybody gets pumped up at concerts and different rallies and different things because we're all emitting this energy. So these souls will tend to come to these places and and it's easy to um, see the different dimensions working, I'll say, with each other, although we're sort of feeding off of each other. And uh, and so it's it's quite interesting to go to these things and step back and just watch what's happening. And if you're spiritually sensitive where you see things or you just have that inner vision in your mind's eye, you can really get to see what's going on because the two dimensions are so close now that uh, you can actually see interdimensionally what's happening and how they're feeding off of each other. So they produce an energy because they're energy beings without a body and we feel that energy. So they may be really riled up with whatever excitement is going on. They're... they're, um, fueling the the fire of of oh these corporations are greedy and government is greedy and so there's that greed vibration going on and so the people are rallying against greed well then what are you doing you're you're still producing the energy that is focused on greed right and so these souls really they get these these uh people and groups really riled up so that there's that much energy to feed off of. It's almost like they're making dinner for themselves, so to speak, because the energy that we're we're emitting, then they can take on, and it, it's, it's just like those, those little orbs that you see in pictures, right? It's just like that, and, uh, and it empowers them. And so then they radiate energy that has to do with greed or anger or whatever it is, um, and and so then we pick up on the energy they're radiating out. And so it goes back and forth, and it's almost like this ping-pong thing where we're just really empowering each other's state of focus on greed. We're just taking that as an example. And so, or the injustice, or whatever it is, really getting into whatever that emotion is. And uh, and so we feed on each other back and forth. And so then suddenly we're doing things that we don't even realize. Like we go home, you know, or the groups will disperse, and you go, what on earth just happened? You know, I can't believe that, you know, I hit this guy when I'm so loving and I would never hit somebody. Or I can't believe that, you know, I did something that was so outside of my norm, whatever it may be. And it's because we get so um, affected 
by the energy of these other beings. Now, in a lot of cases, we're picking up on the energy of the other people as well. And if you happen to be spiritually sensitive, you'll feel the desire to do things that actually is coming from other people. And so it, but in a lot of cases, you know, for today, we're talking about these other souls, these disembodied souls. And so we tend to act in manners that we wouldn't. So even if you go to, you know, if you're in a bit of a depressed mood, or a frustrated, irritated place with your life and what's going on in your job and your family and your whatever, and you go and you just have a few drinks at the local bar. And, well, as you reside in that space of frustration and irritation and that kind of thing, you're you're kind of flipping on a lighthouse saying, okay, this is the energy I'm putting out. Come on, everybody, just just come on near. <laughs> and so the souls that sort of feed off of that will be attracted to you because you're putting off that energy. It's almost like, you know when the, oh my gosh, this is so funny. Okay, so you know when the grocery stores have the fried chicken and they pump the smell out through the air vents to get you to come to the deli? So it's basically that you're pumping out that that energy that they are attracted to, and so then they come in and they hang around you. And you'll find sometimes, you know, you're drinking more than you expect or you're saying or doing things you wouldn't normally do. And, <clears throat> you know, and you at some point go, wait, what What am I doing? You know, or maybe you're acting in a different way than you would normally. And uh, and once you sort of snap out of that, you get out of that environment the next day or whatever, and you go, what on earth was I thinking? I can't believe I just did that, you know. And And really what was happening was you weren't acting alone. You had peer pressure. And this is what I, when I teach people about this, I call it unseen peer pressure. Because you have this peer of beings around you that also feel the same way you do. They want to drink. They want to smoke. They want to whatever it is you're doing. But they don't have the physical body. And they're in that same mood you are because that's what they operate on is the moods, the energy vibration of where you're at. So they're feeling the same as you. It's that whole misery loves company thing, right? And so... They want you to drink for them. They want you to smoke for them. They want you to take drugs for them. And so they really influence you to do a bit more because they're not feeling the results of it. So you can drink all night long, but they're not going to feel the results of it. And so as you're doing this, um, you're the one getting the physical effects. You're the one with the ramifications in this physical reality of your actions although you've been really influenced by the energy of these other beings, they're in their own way, go, come on, have another drink. No, you're fine. I feel fine. They feel fine because they're not feeling the effects of whatever it is you're partaking of, right? <clears throat> and uh, And so without understanding this, we can really get ourselves into some binds. A lot of people find this also with um, with retail therapy, that kind of thing. They'll be shopping and shopping and shopping, and all of a sudden they go, oh, my God, what did I just do? Well, because the energy that they were producing is one that they were, when they're using it for retail therapy, right, They um, they really create this, this form of energy that just it emotionally feels good and so they just keep doing it and doing it and then they've got this this crew of of people that they can't see encouraging them to do more because it feels right. And so 
you know, they snap out of it or they get out of that energy where the those disembodied souls have moved away and they kind of shake their head and go, oh, my God, what did I just do? You know, because now it's just them thinking. And so this is like the first layer, the first level of, you know, people wouldn't necessarily call this possession, <clears throat> but in reality it is because you are being influenced to do things you wouldn't normally do. And this can be like saying things you wouldn't normally say, uh, becoming belligerent, or even really in a lot of cases when we, you know, the little hookups that we get into as human beings, we may hook up with somebody that we wouldn't normally. And we think there's something there and there's not really, but it's because the beings around us are in that lust uh, state of consciousness. And so we kind of connect with these people and we have relations with these people and then suddenly we go, oh my God, what was I thinking? And now you've got this mess to deal with, you know, and typically they they don't necessarily, when they're in that lust vibration, they're attracted to other lust vibrations or to people who are going to allow that to be empowered. And so it's not like healthy relationships you're being guided to, you know. And so... You get into these situations and then you step back and go, oh, my God, I can't believe I just, oh, what kind of a mess did I just step into? You know, now you've got somebody stalking you or you've got, you know, or you're married and suddenly you you took this action and holy crap, what did I just do? And your whole life becomes destroyed because you were influenced by these things on the outside. Now, you can't go to your wife or your husband and go, oh, honey, the devil made me do it like in the 70s. The devil made me do it. <laughs> It may be true, but, you know, ultimately we're responsible for the actions we take. So whether we were influenced by something else or not doesn't really matter. We still have those consequences to deal with. So it's important to learn how to recognize when this is happening. You know, if you find that you're in a real emotional state, refrain from things that would bring your... uh, would bring your guard down, like drinking or drugs, that kind of thing. And it's important when you get into that vulnerable state where you're really in these different states of consciousness that have you very emotional, it's important to step back. If you, you know, if you'd like to not have this happen, it's important to step back and get yourself into a good space again. You know, yes, the situation might not change, but your perspective of it can your manner of handling it and dealing with it can, so that you're not attracting these disembodied souls that would like to also, it's that, it is that whole misery loves company thing. And so as they're attracted to you, you're going to feel their energy. And it's this back and forth of energy that just makes things much more intense. And then we have to deal with the consequences. So this is the first level of what people would consider possession. A lot of people don't think about this as possession, but it is because it can alter your life. You know, you drink too much in a bar one night because you had all this unseen peer pressure to continue drinking and telling you you're fine, and then you get out and you drive and you have something very unfortunate happen, <clears throat> whether it's you or somebody else that gets harmed or legalities and that kind of situation, whatever it may be. And, you know, it it does affect you. Even though it wasn't, you weren't, you know, on the ground howling at the moon and foaming at the mouth kind of possessed, still you were guided in a manner and you allowed yourself to be guided in such a manner where 
Now you have to deal with the consequences, and these disembodied souls are simply off to somebody else to to go be with them now and create another situation, and, and you're left holding the bag. So it's completely up to us whether we reside in that, that I'm going to wallow in this kind of place or I'm really going to get fired up about this or whatever it is. You know, if you're married and you fall into a lustful situation, probably best to step out get away from that situation, get your head together and decide from a clear space whether that's something that you really want to jeopardize for whatever this temporary feeling good situation is. Because in most cases, it's not just you making the decision. In most cases, you have a whole posse of things around you going, yeah, let's go do this. This will be a good idea. So when you're thinking clearly, are you still going to think the same thing? So the next level of this is uh, is where things actually are able to really come into your energy space. They're not just influencing you to do little things, but they're really able to come in and actually manipulate you. So <clears throat> they may manipulate the energy around you. You may see things, um, you know, you may see things flying through the air. I've seen furniture fly through the air. I've seen furniture move across the room. I've, you know, I've seen all these different things. And it's like in the movies, it's, but it's real, you know, because what happens is they learn how to manipulate the molecular structure around these physical things. And so they can, and if something is able to make something fly across the room or it, other than, you know, the electronics is easy for them to mess with, the lights flickering on and off, the phone's going dead, that kind of thing, it's easy for them to figure that out. Just because that's happening doesn't mean it's something that's real organized and mean and horrible. It just means that when they come near, their vibratory frequency screws with the electronic frequency. And so it may or may not be on purpose that those things happen. But you do have a level of souls that have, it's like in the movie Ghost, where you, where you had that one that the uh, that was teaching the guy, uh, Patrick Swayze, he was teaching Patrick Swayze how to move the penny, right? So it's kind of on that, they really work with that, learning how to maneuver the the energy of things around the physical being and or on the, the physical, um, you know, the picture frames or the chairs or the whatever. And they're able to actually really throw them across the room. Now, that's an organized soul that knows what it's doing. And so that's something where you want to step back and go, okay, we need we need to maybe do something about this <laughs> because it's probably not a real good idea to have those just residing in your house. Um, so this level, you know, and this is not meant to scare people. This is meant to, I guess, create an awakening and awareness of what's real and how to avoid it, you know. So if you've got something that's able to manipulate physical structures in your house, they're also able to manipulate your physical being, your kid's physical being, your pets, that kind of thing. So you'll find that, um, like I've seen where there was an instance where I was working in somebody's house and it was it was possessed, for sure. It was a, it was a haunted house kind of thing. And so we were in the garage where this thing was residing. And one of the kids uh, was moving some things around the garage. And it was, it was, older, you know, and so he picked up a bucket and moved it. It was a bucket, it was a five-gallon bucket of paint, so he picked up the paint and he moved it, and he's moving some other things around, and just out of nowhere, for no reason whatsoever, 
he became enraged and he kicked the bucket, the five-gallon bucket of paint that he had just moved. And the five-gallon bucket of paint went all over the uh, the car. So completely just splattered five gallons of paint all over these people's uh, nice Jeep, one of the nicer Jeeps. And the face on him was unmistakable. He had no idea what he had just done. And then as soon as it was done, he realized what had just happened. And you could tell he had not a clue, right? So in talking to him afterwards, a little while after everybody calmed down and that kind of thing, and it was it was a pretty dicey situation. Everybody was pretty enraged. And uh, so <clears throat> talking to him, when he picked up and moved the paint, it was a five-gallon bucket of paint. But when he moved it, it felt to him as if it were empty. He thought it was an empty bucket. So this soul was already messing with him enough to have him – they the casting of illusions that's what they do they cast illusions and so the illusion that was being cast was that that bucket was empty and then that soul just just somehow hit this this child with this enraged energy out of nowhere and manipulated him into kicking that bucket he thought the bucket was empty even though he had just moved this five gallon paint bucket he thought it was empty so he kicks what he thinks is an empty bucket and white paint goes all over the, the car, destroying the paint job, destroying the resale value, destroying all of it. And um no idea what he had just done. It was not him who just did it. He was temporarily, it's almost a uh, almost a, a ping of possession, you know, where they're possessed for just 30 seconds or a minute or two, and an action is taken, and then the soul backs off and can just uh, enjoy the energy of anger and rage or whatever it is that comes, sorrow, whatever it is that comes afterwards, after these just immediate possession, take take possession of the body, create the situation, and then zoom back out again and leave the person to deal with the consequences. Because now what they've done is they've created that vibration that they feed off of, whatever that vibration is. And so, again, this is kind of them making dinner for themselves because then they feed off of the energy that is being generated from the situation. So in situations like this, what I teach people that I work with is to help them understand that what must be done is you disconnect from the emotion because the emotion is what generates those seven categories of of energy, right? The seven mortal sins that whatever they generate those that's why they that's why they were listed was for us to understand. And I'm not a Bible person, but this is truth. <laughs> This is truth speaking, and this is truth that I am speaking. And so understanding that we we disconnect from the emotion of what's going on and we pull the plug on the energy that they're hoping to generate in order to create that feeding frenzy for themselves and others like them. So what happens is we've got this energetic thing going on. It may be just one that created the thing, 
but you can bet that once that energy is flailing all over the place, others are going to be attracted to it, just like mosquitoes are attracted when we're out by the lake or whatever. They're attracted and they come in too. And so now you've got a big mess to deal with because you not only have the one to deal with, but what else has been attracted since then? So disconnecting from emotions, these triggered responses, is the first step to uh, getting away from the control of these other disembodied souls and helping us understand, you know, when we move into the light and away from the dark, when we move into the concepts of joy, harmony, bliss, clarity, uh, love, love above all, happiness, joy. If we can get to a point where, you know what, okay, this is a hideous situation, so we're just going to laugh about it. And we're just going to get into a happy zone. We're going to find the things we're happy about. If you can shift the energy from emotional whatever to happiness, joy, gratitude, love, bliss, it shifts the energy to such a degree that those disembodied souls no longer want to be there. It's like poison to them. And so they leave, if you can keep that up. So the more organized the soul the more difficult it is to uh, move them on, you know. And so sometimes you end up having to call somebody like me who knows how to how to assist with this and shift things and deal with them. It's definitely not something you deal with when you don't know what you're doing because they are organized and they do know the game and you don't. And so it's just like anything else. If you were to go to battle with somebody and, and you had never been to battle before, they would wipe the floor with you. <laughs> and so... You know, but the first and foremost, if you shift into love, gratitude, joy, bliss, harmony, it creates an uncomfortable situation for them. So that's always a good start. And just not lending a whole lot of energy to the fact that these things are there. Just unplugging that emotional energy that gets fed to it is probably your best bet. And so then we we go up to, you know, kind of more what you see as far as the poltergeists and the houses and that kind of thing. And that really, uh, it can be sort of a level of you don't belong here, I belong here, this is my space, and really becoming very territorial about a house or a business, the land. In a lot of cases, it's the land. It's got nothing to do with your home. But if your home or your business happens to be on this land that somebody is really hanging on to and they're really anchored to that greed concept or a belonging or whatever it is that they're really anchored to, um, you know, it it can become an issue because if they've learned how to manipulate the uh, the molecules of air around physical things, they actually can start throwing things that are a little dangerous, you know, and it, it can become an issue. And they can, you know, the thing to remember with this is that in a lot of cases what's being cast is illusions, so they may just be a little energy ball bopping around, thinking they're all cool, right? And when they decide that they would like to appear to you, they'll cast the illusion of, oh, yeah, this is what I look like, big and scary and frightening and, ooh, you know. I'll probably, I'll probably have stuff, I don't know, I'm going to have to really protect my house tonight. I can't even believe we're just casting this all out in the open because it really hasn't been done before that I know of. Um, so it's an illusion they're casting. They don't look like that. They're a little energy ball. They're not scary. <laughs> so if you can 
remember that much of what's happening is illusionary. It can assist you in calling in your angels and working with that higher realm and just calling in the love vibration, joy, gratitude, bliss. They don't like those things. They don't like it. So if you can call in on these energies and just remember that they are just a floating ball. Now, that's not to belittle what they can do because they can cause some issues if they're organized. But you also can call in on those energies to be around you and to fill the house and to fill your environment and and it will at least give you some breathing room until you can figure out what it is you need to do. So uh, I do work with uh, and have in the past worked a lot with people who have land that, you know, suddenly um, all kinds of tragedies are happening and whatnot and we find that they ended up, they had just built something on a part of the land that you know, the natives who were still hanging on to it. And now, mind you, if you've got natives that are hanging on to the land and issues of violence and that kind of thing are occurring, they're not the peaceful natives that you would think of. These are, you know, every culture has people who go out of balance. (laughs) And so, you know, it's not that natives are Native Americans, whatever, are, are horrible, horrible people or as a culture. Everybody has rogues that go, you know, and so when you have really horrible things happening, understand that it's not that whole culture that is creating the issue, right? So so I work with clearing the land and helping these beings understand that that you know, they're not physical anymore and and so this land really they're just holding themselves back. They could actually go to another place that's more healing and happier and and better than this land that they're trying to hang on to so desperately. And so helping them through it, it's not a, you know, I cast you to the light and, you know, you're really just going to end up with more problems that way. That's really not the way to deal with it in my experience. And so what happens is being able to, um, you know, what I've specialized over the years and I've trained with some of the best in the world and and uh, is understanding their game enough to be able to shift it so that they can see it from a different perspective and decide for themselves that they would like to move on to the next step. You know, if you have somebody, uh, this is the other thing I'm going to say before we go any further, is if you have somebody come in to handle a possession or, you know, boot this soul out and get rid of it, and um, i got to say, if you're just shooing it on to another place, especially if you're doing it with a, you know, I I actually saw somebody, I was guided to watch somebody else do an exorcism, which I don't like that word, don't like that word at all. Um, But I was watching somebody do an exorcism and I I was guided by my angels to just sit and watch and see what's happening out there. And he was demanding that this soul go to the light demanding and he was casting it to the light with the and he actually had a sword his mighty sword of light and he was actually casting the soul with his mighty sword of light and all i can think of is oh my god this lady the soul's going to come right through this lady grab your sword and kill us all it's a very dangerous situation it's i couldn't even believe so all he was doing was making the soul this lady was genuinely possessed she was i ended up working with her for quite some time and uh, took care of a lot of stuff. But uh, it, it was a situation where certainly that 
he was just making these souls angry. They were laughing at him at first, and then he was just irritating them, and these are not things you really want to irritate. So it's it's not necessarily a good thing to have somebody come in who's filled with ego and pride, right, because that's all that's happening is it's his pride saying, I'm bigger and badder than you are. I can handle this, you know. That's not really the way, because then you're battling souls that are stuck in those seven concepts, one of those seven concepts, <clears throat> with one of those seven concepts. All you're doing is fueling them. You're not helping to shift the state of consciousness and move them on in a healthy manner. If they do go away, they're just going to come back. They're going to come back angry and they're going to come back with friends. And it's going to be really bad for your client. It's probably going to end up being really bad for whoever uh, was trying to cast them out. And, uh, you know, this also, I guess, maybe this show is also being, you know, done for people who are listening who maybe play around with that and don't really know what they're doing. Um, it's definitely something that we can, you know, I feel like the teachings are coming to help people understand how not to get into that situation. And possibly the teachings are coming to help people understand how to assist with removing these things. Um, but you really have to know what you're doing. You don't want to step into this with pride and ego and think that you're going to handle it because all that does is make things worse for everybody else. It's also not something to be feared because in most cases, unless you allow them to maneuver you, unless you allow them to influence you, they can't do anything to harm you. What they can harm is your state of consciousness. And that's what creates the issues. So if you're able to step out, remove yourself from the emotion, unplug, always unplug the emotion and move into a state of love and happiness and clarity. And if it's an organized soul or group of souls, that's not going to do it entirely, but that's going to give you some breathing room. It's a place to start. So... uh we have just um, about 17 minutes left. I, I want to encourage everybody to, you know, as you're listening to this live, if you have any questions or comments, go ahead and give us a call, or, or if you're calling, just press 1 and uh, to speak with the host. And if you're on the chat, I am here. It's a little difficult for me to man the chat and um, and speak because I can't chew gum and walk at the same time, I don't guess. But I'm here and I can do my best. So um, hopefully this is a helpful show for people who, are in this field and have people come to them. Because I know in the center, uh, Sacred Light of Sedona is the center that I work through. And I know we have people come in often who have this issue. It's actually pretty common and to the varying different degrees. And um, so it's important to know what you're doing if you have people come to you. And it's also important if you're going to find somebody to know what you're looking for. And so you really want to stay away from ego and you really want to stay away from uh, ignorance to the fact that it can be a real issue. Those are the two most dangerous things that I've seen out there so far. So, uh, you know, just just keeping that in mind. And if you're somebody in the field, if you don't know what you're doing, don't step into it because everybody can get hurt that way. And if if you do feel that you know what you're doing, just remember to stay out of ego and pride because that just empowers everything. So, um, you know, and then we then we come to the the real issues, right? You have people who, um, I mean, it's not pleasant, but, you know, possession isn't going to be pleasant. You've got people who 
really are possessed, who are just doing insane things. And people who, in a lot of cases, the people who go and do these hideous things that we see on the news, um, and, you know, I have my political stuff with that. I don't necessarily think everything that we see on the news is actually happening. I think that's just my personal opinion. So I'm not going to say everything that you see is because of possession, because sometimes I think it doesn't even actually happen. I think we're just told to create a state of fear, which probably is being influenced by some darker force up, you know, in whoever's talking to the media, but that's a whole different show. So some of these things where people go and they just do horrible things to children or they, you know, go to a mall and start shooting things and, you know, or take people hostage or whatever it is, different things where people do something um, that's really, really pretty hideous or serial killers, uh, pedophiles, that kind of thing. In a lot of cases, these are people who have been straight up possessed where they have been taken over by these by these other beings who who just reside in this very dark place, you know, and they just maneuver through these physical beings, so they just come into these people and they they possess them to do things. I don't know what possessed me to do this, right? That's a common phrase, but in that case, it's very real, and so in a lot of cases, they were possessed and they. In their mind, they think it's okay. In their mind, they think this is just the way things happen. Or in their mind, they think this was the right thing to do because they are possessed by these disembodied souls that are that are creating the illusions in their mind of whatever it is they would like to have them believe. Whatever they need them to believe to make this situation happen is the illusion they cast. And so, uh, you know, there there have been cases of mothers who who take their kids' lives or their own lives and their kids' lives or, you know, people who kill themselves and their whole family or many, many, many different things. And, and uh, when you talk to them or if you were able to talk to them, they think it's in the best interest of everybody. They've got these illusions being cast in their mind by these other beings that are telling them, uh, showing them a perspective that that we really aren't able to see, that's really far from how we would see things. And it's creating that illusion to get its way. And so it is the casting of illusions, um, and it is the manipulation, and that is true, true possession. And so we do have a lot of that happening in our world today. And that's the one, you know, between... Between the one that's the subtle influence that we talked about at first with uh, just creating situations that that can go very bad where they're not actually possessing you but they're influencing your energy a bit, that actually can be a very big deal because it can really create a lot of drama and issues for people. And then I think that and then this one that we're talking about are the two worst. The others are inconvenient, scary whatever, if we just don't feed a lot of attention to them, they tend to be easier to shift. But when you're talking about this level of things, it gets a little more intense because people and groups of people and things are very influenced by this because it creates fear in a society. 
So as we've got this darkness that is truly possessing people and creating situations where these people do hideous things, now we're, you know, with the the thing in the movie theater, with the, the Batman movie, um, now we're afraid, a lot of us are afraid to go to the movies. You know, we're creating this fear base in our society and then it creates a, you know, uh, do to you before you do to me and it just creates this whole domino effect of everybody being out for themselves and everybody really being suspicious of everybody else and it creates this divide and conquer kind of energy in our society which at this point our society goes all around the globe. So we've got it between countries, we've got it between people, we've got it between religions, we've got it between football teams, we've got it everywhere you look we've got this divide and conquer kind of energy going on and it's in a big part being fueled by these beings that are are just they're not even shy about it anymore they're just coming in and possessing people but the thing is that we're creating an environment where they're able to do that more easily we're breaking down the family values we're breaking down the morals the integrity we're breaking down the uh you know and i i hesitate to say it but going to church every week that kind of thing i never you know i i wasn't raised we've talked about this I wasn't raised Christian, going to church sort of environment, but I was raised in an environment where you keep a check on your energy and every day is maintaining your energy and keeping yourself in a good space. So so it was still kind of the similar thing. It was a similar idea. And we're not taught how to work within these uh, these energies of keeping ourselves whole and complete and focusing on the good, the love, the bliss, the gratitude, the harmony. Instead, we see violent TV shows, violent music, violent movies, just getting more and more so all the time. When I was younger, I can remember, like, they didn't even show blood in movies. You know, it was like rated R if there was blood. And now it's just nothing. So we're desensitizing ourselves along the way, and, and I can guarantee you that the darkness has something to do with that. Because what better way to make us easy to jump into or jump upon and easily influenced when we think these things are just normal everyday stuff. So we've got these really violent TV shows and movies and things, and then we've got these very high-definition TVs that make everything look very realistic. So what are we teaching each other? What are we teaching our kids? What are we – this is what they're seeing. You can be watching, you know, like, I mean – the Muppets or something. I don't. I don't really know what's out there for kids at the moment because oh, mine are grown. But you know, you're watching some kids show, SpongeBob, whatever, and then suddenly you have a commercial for something violent. And you can, you know, well, wait a minute. I'm watching this show that I thought was nice and safe because I didn't want that, and yet, bam, there it is in my face, and I have no choice. And so, all of this, our culture is going to a point where. This blood and gore and violence is so common that we see it on our realistic HD TVs and we bring it into our lives and into our homes and it becomes the norm. How easy is it for darkness to come in, for demonic stuff to come in, for all this stuff is real. It's very real. And the fact that we get told that it's not real and it's just entertainment is a little scary because that just makes it even easier for it to have access to all of us. So I did say that, you know, at first we would talk about, um, you know, who's 
who's easier to access too. You know, kids are very easily accessed. Kids are a great barometer because they don't have their guards built up yet. And so you can typically tell kids and animals, you can tell when they start acting a little funky, there's something going on. I have a beagle who is an amazing barometer. He he acts a certain way when there's energy around that needs to be cleared. And um, <clears throat> also people who don't stick with keeping their energy nice and clear, who don't make it a priority to uh, shift into a happy vibration. There's some people who are just kind of, oh, I call it like a no happy zone. And uh, so they just really cling to the more serious things in life or, you know, they have a pessimistic outlook, that kind of thing. They're very easy to access because any time that we have a developed core of those seven, what we call the seven sins, just get to know the seven sins and don't look at them as a churchy thing. Look at them as, okay, these are concepts that I can lend energy to. And when I do, I open the door for stuff that is feeding off of this energy. So if you can get to know those and find the flip side of them, and that's probably something that I'll we'll work on in a little like ebook or something, the flip side of the seven sins, so that you know, okay, if I start moving into this, I know to move to that, you know. But at the moment, gratitude, love, happiness, bliss, joy, harmony—all good things to move into when you find yourself falling into one of those concepts, because the more you have open energy for one of those seven concepts, the more easily you're accessed. So, And and people who have a weaker energy <clears throat> are easy to overtake. So sometimes older people have weaker energies. You know, they seem a little more frail even energetically. Or if somebody is kind of sickly and that sort of thing and their energy is a little weak or if you, you know... In our society, too, here's another thing, and we're, we're kind of running low on time, but I want to get as much of these tips out as I can. When we overextend ourselves and we're exhausted, we're emotionally drained, then it's like, you know, on the other side, they just kind of see us as as uh, the, the wildebeest, kind of, you know, the lions looking at the wildebeest and just sort of picking off the weak ones in the herd, but it's our energy, it's not our physicality, but you know, what we need to remember is our physical is a manifestation of our energetic. So if we're tired, if we're exhausted, if we're mentally drained, if we're emotionally drained, if we're physically uh, having some issues, we need to really buffer our energy. We really need to just ask for our angels, because we all have them, our angels to come in close and just lend their energy and and just do this a few times a day. Just really see that energetic connection from above <clears throat> moving in and moving through us. And so uh, we're, we're going to do just a uh, a little meditation real quick to help you guys, and it's going to have to be a quick one because we're running out of time. Um, actually, I think we're we're not going to get to that today because it'll be rushed if we do. Any of the archives have a meditation that within the first ten minutes or the last ten minutes we do it. We mix it up a little bit here and there, but. Um, I encourage you to listen to one of those on the archives and just get a, a feel for what it's like when you work with your energy and, and boost it up a bit. And we that's why I put those meditations on there, so that anytime you need a little boost, there's a quick guided meditation in, in all but two of our shows. I think this is the only second one that we, we haven't had them in. Um, I do want to say you can find me at mysticaltruth.com. I am no longer really working with entity removal if I don't have to. I would much prefer to teach you how to shift your energy and not have that issue 
then actually I, I just I don't want to lend a lot of energy, and it really overtakes my life to deal with it. If it's a very serious case, sometimes I'll deal with it, and and when we work together, you know, if if I think it will actually benefit you, then then we'll work together and make that happen. But um, you know, if you have questions about this, if you'd like to, uh, you know, I I'll be teaching classes on it this year, so you can always come out to Sedona and take some of the training on it. And uh, so you can contact me through mysticaltruth.com or sacredlightofsedona.com and uh, and learn more about this. Um, ultimately, the goal of this show is just to help people understand there are different levels. And the most common, most people never experience the, the more intense levels, but the most common is that first level that we talked about where they just sort of, it's like they, <clears throat> you know, you have your auric field. So you have the energy around you. And then you have um, you have their energy, and so when the when they produce the energy and you produce the energy, your energies sort of mix and combine, and they're able to influence you without your even knowing it. And so the key to that is: Are you changing moods like the flip of a switch? Are things shifting where you're maybe feeling and doing things that you wouldn't normally have done? and you don't really know why, maybe step back and just take a break and um, don't do things out of emotion. Don't allow yourself to get into that situation. Above all, unplug that emotional response and just just look at the facts. What's illusion? What's real? Make sure that you're not seeing things through that illusionary <clears throat> uh, filter or veil that they would sort of allow you to see things through. And so that way you keep, because it's important for you to take responsibility for your own energy. These things can't make things happen without you allowing it. So if you're taking control of your energy and you see, okay, you know what, I'm yelling at people and normally I wouldn't do that, let me step back. Let me get away from the situation for a moment and <clears throat> and see what what are the facts here, not the emotional sort of manner that I'm seeing things in. And so the other thing is, you know, we're almost out of time, but watching the energies that you surround yourself with, if you surround yourself with people who are uh, residing in those lower fields of consciousness, they're doing drugs, they're drinking a lot there and it's not a judgment call I don't I don't care it's just that's what produces this different energy if they're into violent movies violent TV shows um, super uh, carnal sort of stuff you might want to back up because what they're doing at that carnal even the word carnal like charges up the energy you can feel it and uh, so it really charges up that lower vibration and calls in all this stuff so if you're like living in a house with these people or dealing with these people as your peer group it's going to affect you. So we're down to uh, just the end end of the show. I want to thank you all for joining us. I hope this somehow shed the light on some of the darkness. Uh, this is the light of truth. And so we're shining it today, like it or not. Mysticaltruth.com. Uh, on Facebook, you can find me, The Mystical Truth. And uh, also find me here again tomorrow. And uh, I hope everybody will just hit the follow button on uh, on Blog Talk so that I can see, you know, how many people were reaching, that'd be great. So anyway, have a fabulous day. And uh, keep your energy clear, guys. Always side with love, harmony, bliss, joy, happiness. 
and forget the illusions, forget fear, remove the fear. Fear is an illusion. So have a beautiful day, no fear.